host today, Eric Watts. Thank you so much for making a hat trick of appearances now on the show. It's your third time. I feel like I should have a trophy or something for you here for, for <laughs> this, really. But I want to ask, how, how are you doing? Also, how's your dad? Because I know that in recent times, he's not been all that well. But is that all past now and he's, he's doing okay again? Um, yeah, the update on him, you know, I mean, listen, he's, what, 84 now, 83, 84 now. Um, the COVID thing... He, you know, um, he got COVID, he, you know, my mom, him, you know, a lot of my family didn't vaccinate. Uh, and, and and I don't care what people do one way or the other. I'm yeah. just saying at 84, it hit him. And then um, he thought he would uh, ride it out. And then he got past it, you know, it almost killed him. Um, emergency room, IR, the whole thing. And um, thought he got past it, but it wasn't. His biggest bout with COVID wasn't beating COVID. It was the aftermath of what right. COVID did to him. Like, like, sure. like we've read, we've heard, you know, internationally. So, you know, when, when you're in that scenario, and thank goodness he caught it, you know, towards the end of the pandemic. So there was a lot more of medication and medicine and things to do. Plus, you know, I don't know if I told you, they, they, they found out that they thought he had some kind of bug before it. And they didn't know it, and it paralyzed one of his lungs that never came back. Blimey, so, so, so he, yeah. yeah, so he's working with one lung and gets COVID. <laughs> you know, and um, and uh, so it was rough, you know, and his back so bad and all that stuff. But at the same time, I got to think about, you know, the one thing I think about is how often he was on the road and how long he stayed on the road and and all the God, the number of matches. And, and, and people forget, you know, he played pro football. He played yeah. college football, you know. So, you know, see him on a walker. But then I go to some autograph things once or twice a year. I, you know, I don't do a whole bunch just because of my schedule. And, man, you know, I see guys much younger than him on walkers, right? Yeah. So in the big scheme of things – um he's ornery like he always has been full of piss and vinegar and um i think he's doing i i, I think he is doing <laughs> hold on let's just put it this way he's doing a lot better than 99 percent of the people because probably 80 percent of the people from his generation are gone yeah so, and we, i don't know if you say in say this expression in america but we say a good innings i think he's having a very good innings isn't he along, along may that continue in terms of uh you know his health going forward so it's good to hear that Things are on the up, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, roger that. Roger yeah. That. Um, so we're here today to talk about a monumental change in the wrestling landscape that, that took place in April of 1987. That was Jim Crockett Promotions buying the Universal Wrestling Federation. So the episode we're going to chat through a bit later is the last one that aired prior to the sale becoming official, albeit if you're a TV viewer around this time, you really wouldn't notice any difference for some time to come. This is only really a small section of people that may have been subscribed to newsletters around that time would have, would have known about this. So let's go back in time, Eric. Take me back to this time in 1987. You're 19. I presume you're at college when this all happened. UWF syndication network was really strong and well-established at this point. But due to what your dad has called the mega trend in his book, which impacts obviously the oil business in the southern states and business in, in the traditional UWF strongholds, was down and struggling. But at the same time, the UWF is about to make its debut in a number of new locations, doing a Californian loop for the first time, Chicago, et cetera. So there's, you know, there's big stuff happening. 
albeit at the same time, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who's such a massive part of the promotion, had just gone. DiBiase was going to go shortly thereafter. So take me back to this this time in your life. So I'm interested to hear how you've been, you know, close to it, how how this all was, and how it was sort of unfo- unfolded for you. Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of wild that you asked the question because. You're you're right. I was there until about June of '87, and then I went to college. I went, you know, immediately. So, you know, back in the day, you know, here he is, and 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 the the company is just crushing it. I, you know, I don't know if you saw some, you know, through through watching some of the episodes. I mean, I think they even announced they they were beating Monday Night Football ratings. Mm. That's how much market share they had. Like, like no one was doing that. No, no one, Vince, no one. I mean, they were dominating the market in some of those years. So you're taking a viable business that's, that's crushing it. And my dad trying to take a step back and just run the company and not be the main talent or, you know, there. And and when I say be the main talent, I don't mean that. I mean, we had so much talent, but, but man, you know, it's, you know, he, he was, he's an icon. He just is an icon. So I remember, I think it was the, the, the Stampede's Alive in 85, and then like back yeah. again in 80, 87. And now at this time, I knew that he was done. He, he really didn't want to go back to wrestle, you know, or if so, it was going to be just here and there. So so when the Megatrend happened and, and, you know, as I've traveled so much of the world, it's amazing how small the world is. Yet how crazy it is because what affects one country doesn't affect another country. Yeah, yeah. And we can go about economics, race, religion, uh, you know, shit, shit, smog. You know, I, I was yeah. reading, you know, you, you know, I was reading, I was reading about it in parts of India and, and China where you can't even see anything because there's so much smog. Right. We had a really and, bad one in the '60s here that shut things down for a few days in London. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, I mean, I mean, there you go. I mean, they're talking about a, a you know, uh, what country, India or something like that, volcanoes waking back up, and that the average. Uh, the average um, earthquakes were up to 12,000 earthquakes a day. Mm. I'm like 12,000, you know, so, <laughs> so it affects everyone. So what I will say in the mid South in that region, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana and Louisiana, not so much on land, but, but they have all the Gulf, you know, the Gulf, they, 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 they've got, they've got rigs out there. Right. And oil just goes to nothing. And yeah. when I say, you know, there were people committing suicide and, and dying. And, and you know, my father was very good with his money. But we had so much land and so many rental houses. And, I mean, we just had a lot. So top on that, I mean, you know, we could, ha- we could handle a good majority of it. You know, people weren't renting the houses. But still... If you if, let's say you have 40 or 50 re- rental houses and you're renting them back then for whatever 500 a month, that's 20,000. All of a sudden, whatever the mortgages on those rental houses are, you're paying. And then so we're seeing that. Well, that's not the problem. Mm. The, the, the big problem is the people that weren't making any money didn't have the money to come to the shows. Yeah. Yeah. That, but but it was very specific. 
You know, you know, th these other these other companies, it, it was crushing Texas. It was crushing even down in Florida. Um, it was hurting California some. Right. Because of the uh, oil producing well, mm. Alaska, no one runs wrestling up there, you know. But so but but but, you know, like if you're if we're competing against WWE, they can go, OK, well, then we're just going to go to these interstates and the northeast states where the oil is not that big a deal but but it just so happened that his roots and foundation were all in mainly oil states and when oil yeah. went down it, it and and yet we did have shows you're right expanding into chicago and areas and those did incredible to this day i have people saying i remember when it first came on it was like 1 a.m in new york yeah, and I would do anything to to watch it because it was so much better than so so the traction was there, but but you know it's just like anything else when your headquarters in the center of what's going on happens, it, it's devastating. So I remember it, but but I also, man, I'm 19. I'm on full scholarship to play college football. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm yeah. not. I'm not in in the southeast. You know, like had I chose to play for Oklahoma or had I chose to play for Nebraska or whatever, it might have affected me mm. more. Meaning, I was in it. Kentucky wasn't feeling any of that. Yeah. So yeah. There, 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 So what I'm saying is, there's a distance. Also, with the distance, remember, I, you know, I think I've told people we were all entrepreneurs. And so wrestling was important, but I also had my life as well. And that's how they raised us. So hearing dads coming back in 87 and seeing him get ready and, and you know, even after matches, you hurt longer, yeah. you hurt worse. So I'm like, and he, and so him hitting the 85 and the 87 was no more than saying, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to pull out all the stops to put butts in the seats. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so we saw it. And at the same time, we had other companies, like we also had Watts Air. Yeah. Uh, I read about that in your dad's book. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so now, and so, and so at Watts Air, we call an FBO, it's, a, it's not an international airport or whatever. So most of the time you got your single engine, double engine and Lear jets. Well, there's a lot of Lear jets in Oklahoma with the oil guys, mm. right? So now you're taking this airport and all the oil companies are now either instead of having five planes, have two planes and yeah. they're not flying. So so now Watts Air, that airport, it's slowing down greatly, too, because who's flying during this time? Yeah. Right. So there was a lot of pressures coming from a lot of different ways. But what do you complain about? You know, as an entrepreneur and as a businessman, you're 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 going to diversify and we diversified. But the one thing like. The one thing I've always learned is is you can never go wrong with buying land. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you what. We had so much flipping land. I go back now, and I went back for the first time in 20 years about a year ago. And when I tell you we own sometimes a quarter mile of a main road that wasn't developed yet, mm. There is a shopping center, a Starbucks, a Wendy's on every piece of that land. Like, like, like just some of the, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and at that point, the economy was so bad that let's say, even if we wanted to sell some of that land, no one could buy it. Yeah. No, yeah. no one could get a loan because they're all in the oil business. And and people think, oh my God, it can't be that way. 
Let me tell you, you go back right now, number one refinery, number one fracking for natural gas. It's all Oklahoma Yeah. to this yeah. day. So right now, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, I was looking at their people are buying homes. China is so big in Oklahoma. They're buying all the land up in Oklahoma right now, like just everywhere they can. And Airbnbs are crazy. I, I checked on a flight just a week ago because I want to go in three months to Oklahoma. S cheapest flight, $600 from wow, Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. From Atlanta. I That's can not fly that far, is it? Was I, it three hours, something like that? In a plane, yeah, hour and a half, hour and a half. Wow, okay, so it's half, not, not a long time at all, is it? Yeah, I can yeah. fly to Hawaii. I can fly to Aruba for six hundred. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I can make fly a lot to I can, I can fly to Hawaii for six hundred. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know. Yeah. So you, you think about this, and and, and Tulsa is just hot. So and again, oil, mm. oil, oil, oil. So when it's hot, those Texas, Louisiana. Everything's hot. Yeah. Everything's yeah. hot. When it's down, it's down. And it's only been down a few times, right? I mean, yeah. the building, the 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 building crisis and 9-11 and all those things that hit the nation, they affected us emotionally, but they didn't hit, hit us in the economy, you know, as, as bad, right? So uh that's what was going on you know um and this is also when my dad it, you know he changed the name to universal wrestling federation because my dad was also going to take the company public and oh, so okay. i didn't know that okay yeah oh no no 100 percent. so he yeah. brought in a marketing crew and, and and people that take people public mm. and so the, the only the only change was if you think about on the new york stock exchange do you want mid south wrestling yeah you know what's bigger than that what's bigger than what's bigger than you know what's bigger than the world wrestling uh yeah. federation the universal <laughs> i mean you know <laughs> you know, like we're gonna have matches on mars and shit um so so yeah the U U uwf came up and, and and so the whole idea was actually to go public and he would have and he would have he would have crushed everybody in his way um but as timing happens um that mega trend did happen and it was devastating so that's what there you go do you and your do you and or your dad get kick out the fact that wwe brought back a title that had universal in the name of it or brought in a title that had universal in it because obviously that is the universal heavyweight championship was the uwf top title wasn't it and now roman reigns is walking around with undisputed wwe universal title and there's there's that word in there isn't there yeah, you know, it is. I man, you never know what angle, you know, and and I and I don't like dislike per se, but you know, there's so many there's so many angles that have happened, and Vince is a very deep thinker, right? Mm. And he's very wealthy. You know, I, I I was just watching the segment that you sent me and and you know, here comes Terry Taylor with all these your know, long hair. Yeah, yeah the yeah. women going, you know, the women going crazy, right? Mm. I mean, you know, I can remember, you know, as I was getting older, crowd reactions as far as men. There's only to me, and I'm not, I, I'm not trying to exclude anyone, but there was three or four either individuals or tag teams that when they came out, women. Some women almost fainted. 
Mm, yeah. right <laughs> yes so so you had the rock and roll express well they were so new and so cool mm. and the bandanas oh that reaction was there yeah and it was hard and it was heartfelt but and i'm sure a few people passed out but then when you brought in the fantastics those two didn't have the bandanas and and they might not be as accomplished per se in the ring but those chicks were going crazy, right? Yeah. You know that entrance uh, with the uh, shark uh, man, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Shaven and they got yeah. the little, you know, and uh, you know <laughs> they got the whole thing. And ZZ Top, yeah. Eliminator. So they got to go on. Well, brother, when I tell you Magnum TA hits, yeah. right? And and Magnum TA is a play because because his name's Terry Allen, right? Yeah. But 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 I, you know, I'm sure you put the parallel, or someone else did. The hottest show on at that time was Magnum PI. Yeah. So it, so and, and t- Tom Selleck and he was a little Tom Selleck looking with the old mustache and all this. Stuff. So you know then you know devastating car wreck and you know things happen, but buddy, Leo the Lion Terry Taylor comes in with that perfectly feathered. Yeah. He's got his he, he's got his uh, uh, Leo you know his sign on the. Fainting, yeah. fainting, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like, oh, I mean, you know, like, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, and I remember my dad, you know, cause you brought it up or you're, you know, at the time Vince is trying to steal athletes mm. and he was doing a decent job and uh, which, Hey, listen, blood in the water, right. You, you know, blood in the water, right. Shark, you know, I, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I don't think, my, I don't think my dad would have done it any different per se from a, from an athlete, the NFL's that way. Yeah. The WNBA that way. It, 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 hey, listen, can I ask you over there in soccer or actual football over there? Yeah. You know, if, if someone major is is going up on the block, uh, you know, United, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. United, they're going to pay all money or one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So 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 same. Thing. And there's no salary cap here in the. In, there's no salary cap or anything like that in Premier League football. So yeah. The big clubs, yeah. there's this slight, slight financial fair play, they call it now. But in the 10 or 15 years ago, the rich clubs did whatever they wanted. You buy whoever, basically. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, in Amer- yeah. I'm in America and I'm sitting there watching the, the, what's it, Manchester United. I mean, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, and I think I think they're like publicly traded now, right? On the yeah. stock market. That's right. right. So, so I remember it was kind of amazing. I don't know if you heard the story, but you know, Terry Taylor comes to my dad. And at that time, I think that, you know, you know, my dad, he's old school. So, you know, there's always a time. And then then as he needed to rest an athlete, he would call someone up. You know, he'd call up a Ganya or a Graham or a Von Eric or, a, you know, whomever and say, hey, I've got some talent. Uh, a lot, uh, 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 Jarrett, Jerry hmm. Jarrett. You know, when when he got the fan, I remember Jerry telling me this. Um, matter of fact, I saw Jerry about a month or so at an autograph session prior to him passing. And, you know, to hear the chess pieces yeah that that they switched out were amazing and sometimes my dad took someone that was mid card with them and blew them way up and vice versa but but that's how my that's how you did right you did yeah. your thing well <laughs> so i'm not trying to say anything but you know terry hey you know mr watts you know wwe i got to take the the shot and he goes kid let me explain something to you i've done all i can do anyway with you you know you've wrestled 
then I even made you, uh, you know, part of the uh, uh, promotion, the, the, you know, uh, a writer, you know, I made you an agent, you know, because at the same time, if you rested him from on TV for a year or two years, he comes back out. Right. You could also do that as well. Right. Yeah. You, you could do that. He's like, he goes, the only thing, the only thing and my, my girlfriend had come up because I was watching the video. She was, is that and, and and you know she watched a little wrestling way back in the day. But she goes, is that is that is that that I know that guy. I go mm. Terry Taylor. And she goes, yeah, I I don't remember his name being that. And then I told her the story. Mm. My dad said Terry, I've always I've always, you know I've always been here for you. I've always taken care of you. He goes and and so go take your time. You know you know you know it's always good good to refresh. Go see how the other side of the world works and knock yourself out. He goes, this is all I ask you is. Vince right now is in, a, in battled and in, in, in taking, you know, the dog and Coco beware and hacks. He's working on all, everyone. So you're just another piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you the same thing I told everyone else. You go and you let him make a mockery of you and you'll never have a home here. Not because I'm mad at you. I'm saying go. You know, I'm saying that if he kills your character, you can't come back. And uh, so I was telling my girlfriend, I said, no. Put red hair on the guy, mm. and he was called the Red Rooster. My dad, as soon as he saw that, he he called him. He goes, "Son, what did I tell you?" Yeah, there's yeah. there's pieces there's pieces that he wanted that he never changed, and there's pieces he took and made fun of the fact that he could take them. Right. Yeah. So so you know all that's going on. So the the the, the stress of the economy, the the pressure of 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 where we're where we're located, which I'll tell you, if it was three years later, it wouldn't have mattered because we would have had so much set up in other states. Well, this is what I think. So, 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 so jumping around, I, I'm, again, you know, I've just, uh, an uh, someone that's gone back years after this will happen and watch TV. But I think the key thing for me was that TBS deal in 85. So that there was a period of time where Mid-South was on TBS on Sundays doing great ratings around the time the WWF was, was still on TBS before WrestleMania one, they went off Crockett came on and Turner signed an exclusive agreement with Crockett after the mid South run of, I think another 12 or so episodes was on. If, the, if they could have stayed on there with the creative of what that show was versus what Crockett was at the time, then I think, as you said, by this point, um, if if the if say UWF had happened a little bit earlier, they changed. They'd gone national. It, they'd have been established at this point. So they'd have been doing the Chicago's and the California. So even though yeah. the home base might have not been so strong, actually you're already in all the other places. But it's almost like the the the, the syndication couldn't wasn't quite fast enough or early enough for this bit. If that makes sense, because there is right. there is I, I've thought always and there's and it's happening right now. The, the TV landscape is obviously very different, but. There was always room for two. There's always been room for two profitable wrestling companies, national in the United States. And Crockett right. made a lot of bad financial decisions around this time and afterwards, and they went out of business. But if things have been slightly different, this could have been WWF and UWF was the ones that. Oh, it's that were all, there. no. It's it, it, well, well. I, let me take it one step further. There might not be WWF. Maybe not. Yeah, because what happens in well, the '90s as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Meaning, meaning. If the wrong person owned it, yeah. See, the only the only thing to me that was the difference. You put my dad up with where AWA was out of in Minnesota. You put my dad at Crockett's territory, switched territory. Yeah. Put him in the sunshine in Florida. You put you put him anywhere else in the region, 
And because his base would have stayed so strong, the expansion would have mattered. Yeah. A matter of fact, the expansion helped him because we drew in those towns, but we didn't have the network set up for from you know the whole you know we were flying into bigger towns right yeah. because now we're doing now we're doing airfare instead of driving right and when you got a lot of people going so it territorially that's what happened but the the difference between my father that I believe and so many other people when he when he sat down I got a picture of him and my mom in Vegas I don't know when it was. And he sat down the NWA, all the owners, and said, I am going to leave the NWA alliance. They flipped. Mm. And he goes, you guys don't get it. We need to have a competition against the NWA. Now, they thought, oh, he's doing this so that if he succeeds, he'll look like the big man on the mountain. And my dad's like, so do we have all baby faces? Do we mm. all have all heels? And, and so later on, so many of those guys thanked him. Right. But, you know, they thanked him because they started doing it as well, which which was branding and, and, and this. My dad, I promise you, he any athlete he saw promise in, he would start calling when it was about time for them to leave. And he would have them a home to land mm. and not just a home to land. He would talk to the owner and say, this is what I hope you do with him. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And, 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 uh, even, um, even ultimate warrior, my dad couldn't stand help. Yeah. Standing. My, you know, my dad, you know, my dad said, my dad was going to just beat him up. You know, you know, well, he, he, he calls, uh, you know, uh, Von Eric and says, Hey, this guy's perfect for you and Vince, but he's not ready for Vince. So take him. Yeah. And 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 use him for a few years and then send him off to Vince. Yeah. And 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 I say this, I think it's hilarious. Um uh because his name was Rock, right? Yeah, yeah. Blade okay. on a Rock, wasn't it? Yeah. And my dad told the guy, he goes, he's as big as a house, but what a what a piece of shit. <laughs> because because his because his ego he had no cardio he was he was a prima donna had no reason to be a prima donna mm. right he was a pro bodybuilder that acted like a pro bodybuilder in pro wrestling yeah uh, you know okay great great body good for you oh uh, you know but let's talk about snooker and let's talk about i mean we got great bodies in wrestling yeah you, yeah, yeah. You, so so i i find it funny that my dad basically said, hey, he's a piece of shit, sends him to a good friend of his. So so he's still, he was still smart enough to go, this guy has a place probably. Yeah. Even though I dislike him, he's ridiculous and I don't want to deal with him. I still think that the wrestling fans in the right area could benefit. See, now that's a guy that's not trying to kill the business. He's yeah. trying to promote the business. But think about this. So Von Eric names him dingo warrior yeah did that come did that come from my and then and then they love the warrior and called him ultimate warrior right so so and and, and here he is um sting when sting came was just as green mm. but sting was always sir what can i do sir how can i get better sir this didn't mind being a heel didn't mind being a baby face and look at sting and look at all the is there is no promotion that's ever said one thing bad about Sting? No, ever, no, no. ever, and and and, and he's still and going then, now. 
And in what you and me do, yeah. let me tell you what, brother, there's only a few people that I know that no one's ever said ba- anything about Bobby Eaton. I've never heard one person ever say anything mm. bad about Bobby Eaton. You bring up uh, Ric Flair's name. You're going to have a 50-50 audience on you're that You're going to hear some stuff, yeah. yeah. You, you, bring up, you, you, you bring up Hulk Hogan. You're going to have bring up Vince McMahon. Yeah. So, so in this, so in this business, you know, you, you might not have ever heard of him, but I'll tell you another one that never made it big, but he was a heck of a worker. Bob Cook. No oh, one I don't ever know that name. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that yeah. name. He was known as having the, you know, he, he was he was a he was a jobber, mm. but everyone loved him, and the great well, not the one of the greatest punches in the business. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So when I was at WCW, WCW, okay, yeah, and then he he, all the indies, Mm. and everyone would look forward to working for him. So you'd get like a Lex Luger that was supposed to squash him in two or three minutes, yeah, and even Lex would go, "Okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this," and then just give me a punch, and I mean, it would be like a shotgun hit you. I mean, you would sell it like you know, and then you beat the guy, you put the punch over, right? And uh, so everyone loved Bob Cook. Um. Brad Armstrong, as a person, yeah. Brad, you know, no one's ever said anything bad about Brad. They said he was not good on the microphone, but that wasn't that was not a attack on his character. Mm. You, you know, that's like saying, "Hey, that guy's a good three point shooter, but he's not a good dunker, but he's a yeah. good basketball it's player." Not a, yeah, right? yeah, I completely get that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, 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 I think that had my dad um, been different territory per se, and he. And if my dad was crushing it, my dad would still communicate with a Vince and a Ganya and a Graham to make sure that they all did what they could do to promote wrestling, but they all stayed healthy. Yeah, and I think there's a, there's an element of that in the in the fan base today with all this stuff online. You see about uh, WWE fans hating AEW and vice versa. It's like, did people not realize that for fat like all I am is a fan that does this? For me, what I want is all wrestling to be good, for whether it's Japanese stuff or American stuff, because that's better right. for all the all the wrestlers that I, you know, I I look up to and are kind of heroes over time of my life, and also for all of you know for the for the fans. The, the more choice there is, the best. So th- this this situation we had in the two thousands when WWF bought WCW, that wasn't any good for any of us really, because that meant less places for work for all of you you, you and your contemporaries, and for us right. fans, less choice. So. I just don't understand that. And I think it sounds to me like, you know, your your dad was on that side of things of wanting wrestling companies to succeed. And he, and he is, but here's your problem. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to get on to you for a second. Go on, right? go on. So yeah, are, yeah. You, are you a, are you a football fan? Yeah, are we talking soccer or football? Well, we're talking about the real football over there. Yeah, I am. Not a football fan, here, yes. Right? Yeah, I am. No, yeah, I played yeah, so- yeah. I played soccer when I was a kid. My mom's from across the, you know, she's from Estonia, so she goes, "Eric, I just want to let you know. We're pretty excited over here, but honestly, the whole other part of the world, yeah, not yeah. just America. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, so I'm teasing. I love. I played college football, right? So no, yeah. Football. So 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 you got football. So in football, even, but you guys have the most crazy fans I've ever seen, and yeah. and so and so if you pull for a team, you talk a lot of shit. To the other team, no matter what. Yes, you've yeah. got songs. You've got yeah, we have. lyrics. You beer. Yeah. You, you degrade them. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Just, just like yes. any good college or pro football team here in America. Yeah, right. So, 
so because you believe football is real. Now, you, what you're telling me right now is like, but Eric, you know, I don't care if it's, you know, Japanese, German, whatever. I just want the better good of wrestling. And the only reason you think that is because I guess you, you, you think wrestling's fake. <laughs> um, I've never described wrestling as that word, actually, because that's that's not. I, what, I, I, yeah. jo- I, I know you're joking. No, but I don't joking. see it as. I don't I'm see joking. It as that. So, yeah. So what what I'm trying to say is, I see both as a yeah. businessman, as the businessman, the greater good for the causes and the greater good of the cause. I do see where fans, fans, that were raised on something can't delineate from cheering for more than one thing. Yeah, yeah. If you go to New York, are you a Jets fan? Are you a Giants fan? Yeah, but I think that's the good thing about wrestling is you don't have to, because I'm a Fulham supporter in the UK. I don't don't get a choice. That's just what I was born into, and I have no choice in the matter. That is, I don't get a choice. With wrestling, I have a choice. And I think that's one of the great things about pro wrestling is that I can watch WWE, I can watch New Japan, or I can watch AEW, I can watch some old UWF or Mid South or some right. Crockett or some Georgia, and I've got the cho- I've got the choice because I've got no, ne- I've got not. I, I know I know it's different if you're in the UK. It's different. We we have some local promotions and the and the and wrestling here was big in the sixties and seventies and less so in the eighties. But we I didn't grow up as as a my home promotion is Mid South and my home promotion is AWA. So that is a bit different. I can understand if you were born in New York. And you, let's say you were brought up in the 60s or 70s and your home promotion is Bruno San Martino and Madison Square Garden and that sort of stuff. But I suppose that is quite detached from today's WWE, isn't it, really? So I don't know. I think that's a good thing about wrestling you can choose. I I think, you know, you know, it's almost like I, I tell my kids, you know, it was only what, a little over 100 years ago or maybe less than, well, maybe less than 100 years ago, there were no cars. Mm. you know so like when's the first model a come out right and then and then, and then when did the wright brothers actually fly and then and then you know because people are like you know america's only a little over 200 years old yeah which is nuts isn't okay. it really so, yeah. so, so 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 as a fan think about this when was the first pay-per-view let, let me let, 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 hey let me go further for you yeah, yeah okay okay well okay well what number was the last wrestlemania I'm 39. I know that. So yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of wrestling. So, so when was it? the yeah. first? When, when was the first pay per view? Right. I think it your was first th- pay per view was 84, or 85. I think, but it wasn't WrestleMania one. But it, but they but there were small little ones, local pay per views before that, I believe. Yeah. But but see, like when my dad did TV, my mm. dad had to buy into a market. So yeah. Mid South was in that. Mo- okay. So it was easy to say I love Mid South, but I got to be honest with you. Most of the time, there wasn't a cross promotion, so they loved Mid South because that was the only wrestling they had. Yeah, yeah. So, so you you got to understand, we put pro wrestling on steroids around the eighties, seventies, eighties, because now, you know, when I was first in the sixties ish, there was like twenty three territories in the United States. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I never knew anything about Portland wrestling. I'd heard mm-hmm. about it. I'd never seen a Portland wrestler. I, you know, so, so, so we just threw this on steroids and then with social media, we can see everything. Yeah. And that's what surprises me is I'll tell you triple a, you know, uh, you get wrestling from Mexico or Japan and, and if you put it in a big town and you bring it one time, it will sell out. Mm. 
10, 15, 20,000 people because you've got all the people from Mexico, but then you got the cult fans like you. I would appreciate going to a AAA. I would appreciate going uh, to all Japan, New Japan. I'd appreciate coming to a catch wrestling event Hmm. because, because I'm a connoisseur of it, but, but we, we can delineate and be okay with it. Whereas I promise you, man, I was part of it. I wrestled at WWE and I wrestled at WCW and I got, and I got to be honest. I know exactly why the fans choose either WCW and WWE and very few crossover. At WCW, you had a match, and you better not mess up. Mm. At WWE, and I'd heard about this, but the first time it happened to me, I didn't react fast enough. There was like a two-second delay. So if you went to throw someone off and they slipped, those guys are good enough to stop. Yeah, yeah. You mess up a, if you mess up a spot like your drop kick sucks, you could just jump right back up and drop kick it. The fans don't know how to react because they pipe in the sound. Because today, no, no one calls a match; mm. they all do it in the back, right? Like, like I was with some guys the other day at Diamond Dallas Page's house, and I said, "Hey, brother," and I spoke in Carney to the guy, and Dallas goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I go, "Well, I mean, this is what I would have done." He goes, "Well, say in English." I go, "I did," and he goes, "These kids don't know Carney." Mm. And 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 most of them don't know how to per se call a match. They 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 is a video game. How do you feel about that in terms of because because obviously I've got no idea about this. But is the is it is the art less? I can't think of the right word. But it, it is the end result somehow not as pure if it's got to with a lot of planning versus the same quality of match that's got there purely ad-libbed or somewhere in the middle. What you know, what's what's your view on that as a kind of you know veteran performer? I, I will tell you this. I like comedy clubs. Yeah. I, I like comedy clubs. And I don't know that there's many people that have gone to different comedy clubs, meaning I would rather go to an impromptu stand-up comedy club yeah. than a comedy club. Okay. I mean, the la- the last time I was in in Grove, uh, in Miami, I did four comedians chalkboard, throw out some words, yeah, yeah, and then they go throw out hot topics, and they and they would have to do their comedy off these words and topics and characters that the audience made up. Mm. How funny would 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 these comedians be today now i'm going to be honest with you there's some of these comedians that are so damn funny that they, they could do impromptu all day long yeah so what i'm what, what let me reverse the question to you i believe that people come in movie writers that are brilliant and put together all the right uh writers producers and actors and you can leave a theater I don't want to say changed, but affected, mm. right? And and you go, like, like you go, wow. But I'm just wondering, compared to back in the day, going to a Broadway play prior to movies or going to see Shakespeare, of people reenacting Shakespeare, mm. you know, how much did they draw in and how much did you actually feel a part of the show compared to watching and not being part of a show and watching a show? There is a difference between watching a show and being part of a show. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, it's like, uh, uh, um, 
uh, we went to see, my girlfriend and I went to go see uh, Air, Air Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have not seen it, but I've heard it's very good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, on a scale of one to ten based on a movie, I put biographies, autobiographies on a different scale, right, yeah. than a movie, right? Um, you know, you know, I love Top Gun, right? Mm. But I got to be honest with you, brother. This Top Gun that came out, I went in with expectations that I was excited about Top Gun, but seen it done it. Mm. I left that Top Gun going, I don't think you could outdo the original, but if you could, yeah. I think you just might. I just watched John Wick 4. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, how many times can this man shoot 9,000 people? And, <laughs> yes. and, 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 and I watched it and, I, and I'm watching it. And even towards, I was telling my little brothers the other day, even towards like with 10, 15, 20 minutes left of the movie, I was like, gee, I almost got exhausted, even though I enjoyed the movie tremendously. And then that last 10 minutes of movie, they did some stuff in that movie that I go, I mean, it brought me right back in. Yeah. It brought me, I'm like, what, what are we talking about? That was incredible. The, the, mm. the end of the story, the last actions of that story. So, so I would, I would say that I like John with one, I like two and three. Yes. But four now I'm putting four and one, right? So mm. I'm not, I'm, so what I'm trying to say is there are story writers and people can write the story, but dude, you cannot go and recreate a wrestling match in which there's two athletes calling the match based on the fans' reactions. Yeah. You know, I will never put myself up with, with steamboats and flares and these guys. And even towards the end, even towards the end, for a big, big match, Steamboat let Flair talk him into – Let's do a 60 minute. Let's ride it out. Let's try it in some, you know, town and do it. And then, and then, you know, yes, we, we yes, we could do impromptu, but let, let's for the first time, let's, let's put some stuff together. Let's plan it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and then test it, you know, mm. test it out in the market. Because if you think about it, if you go to 10 cities that have between 20, oh, let's say they have, 20,000 people, 15,000 people at the city, and you do 10 cities and you kind of tweak it, tweak it, tweak it. A, those cities aren't talking to each other. And no, you're, no, talking no. 150, you're talking 150, you're talking 150 or 200,000 people. Then you, then, then you go on to WrestleMania and you got one and a half million, two million people that watch it. These 200,000 people don't even know to call them and say, I've seen the match before. Right. So <laughs> yeah, it's brand yeah. new to them. Right. And, and probably, the version number 10 that they hit on WrestleMania was just enough. And the, and the damn match was so good that these fans love it. But what I'm trying to tell you is I remember I was with, uh, 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 uh Steve, Steve, um, Steve Austin at the time, you know, Hollywood blondes, yep. stunning Steve Austin. Right. And he and I had a match and, um, and, and there, the, the politics behind the scenes were a lot. I liked him. He liked me, but the politics were crazy. He was in a really special spot that, um, that, that, that put him in a situation where he had to be not happy with wrestling. I mean, put it this way, you know, it was, it was coming on fast. And, and so I got it, but, but we were professionals. We went out there. And so Steve flying Brian Pillman, there's some guys that their cardio is just amazing. A uh, steamboat. 
Uh, Flair was known. You you catch him in on a gym. He would take five or ten down ten pound dumbbells, and part of his workout, he would sit on the stairmaster and put it at the top mm. and do it like sixty minutes and be doing different stuff. I mean, the guy could go forever. He, mm. he literally could go forever. And and so and so, Steve was that way, and and so he would do bursts and he could go and he'd go as fast as you want. So I'm in the match, and all I'm thinking is, A, I've been in wrestling for four months. <laughs> I had all of 21 days to train, which which everyone else has years, right, yeah. or whatever, six months, whatever, you know. I've got 21 flipping days. And uh, I'm like, all, all, all that was on my mind was not blowing up in the ring, wrestling him, you know. Uh, forget the fact that, you know, I, I wasn't even good at, you know, half the moves yet. Right. You know, but, uh, uh, you know, per se. Right. And, 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 you know, and some of these guys could call, you know, per se call a long spot. Yeah. Right. And so not only are they calling the long spot, but then you got to call a spot back, you know, and then you, okay. And then you gotta go, and then you gotta remember it. <laughs> I mean, you know, people go, Oh, it's so easy. You know, I couldn't imagine so anything more difficult than trying to remember any of that stuff. I couldn't imagine. I literally couldn't imagine it. Bro, bro, you know, hey, hey, pull me over in a headlock. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna give you two elbows. I'm gonna throw you oh, off. Give me. A, I'm give gone. Me a I can't remember the first bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me a tackle. Drop down. Leaf frog. Hip toss. And it'd be as long as that, would it? In terms of, and that'd be in your ear quietly. So yeah. Oh, no, you, yeah. I'm just starting. There, there, there's yeah, yeah. ten more moves. Whoa. Now here's the deal. <laughs> you either have to say, "Got it." Yeah. Or sometimes the vet would go, "Call it back to me." Right. Okay. Okay. Now, now you're working the headlock. Okay. Yeah. He is it. He is up. T is ackle. Drew is up. Did take down. He is zip toss. You know. But okay. Okay. Got it. Ready. Okay. Let's get up. Now he starts hitting you. Hitting you. He pushes you in the rope. Here we go. I mean, and at the same time, you have to be applying the move or selling the cell mm -hmm. or covering uh, and da 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 da, and the referees talking to you and the fans are squawking and oh no, there's a little bit going on, right? Yeah, that's fascinating. That's unbelievable. Right, right? Yeah, your head can be swimming. So, so Steve's like, you know, before we went, it was a house show, not a TV, and Grizzly had said, "Hey, put in, put in ten to 12. Hmm. and uh Austin goes okay we'll do 10 to 12 so we're out there you know eight minutes gone you know uh you know and I, you know they always say a 30 minute match eight minutes gone 22 minutes remain hey hey kid how do you think it's going I said man you know you got the fans pretty upset he goes you ready to go home I said I don't know you you know you tell me he goes hell no let me show you something okay so what I'm gonna do is you do this, and then I'm going to cheat, pull your head back. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and I'll get you back on top. Yes, sir. Boom, 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 does it. Boom, boom, boom. Beats the shit out of me. Gives me some great thing to get back on top. Fans go crazy. He goes, see, they weren't they weren't mad yet. They weren't totally mad at me yet. I'm like, oh, man, that was great. That was great. So are we ready to go? He goes, hell no. I can make them more mad. Mm. And I'm like, you okay? Doom, doom, doom. Bro, the next thing I hear is 18 minutes gone, 12 minutes. <laughs> because, because he was like, and I'm just, and now I am a, I'm a mark. I might as well be in the budging seats. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he goes, what do you think, kid? I go, 
I don't even know how to react anymore. He goes, nah, they're as hot as they can be. Let's let's blow the roof. So so the 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 idea of the 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 guys that know how to really do what I call Shakespeare, mm. they 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 the audience does not control the match. The guy calling the match controls their emotions. And that's what Sting and that's what Steamboat and that's what my father and Dusty Rhodes and you all, they go, when you can take a guy that came to cheer you, make him boo you, and then high five you after the match, mm. you got him. Yeah, yeah. When you when you came to have a girl come to cheer you, and you can get so much so much sympathy that you can make her cry. Please stop, or yeah. please, you know, you're telling it. Raven used to say, "Eric, in today's world, it's so exposed that the way I know if I have a good match is if in the sheets or or in the audience, I can take the smartest mark or the person that knows knows exactly how wrestling. If I can make them lose." reality for one minute in a match to where the yeah. finish they are cheering not knowing what's going to happen that's a true match and so so what i'm saying is that shakespeare cannot happen from pre-setting up a match that does not mean that if i come into a thirty thousand uh fan base and I, i'm a known baby face and you're a known heel that i don't know moves that's going to make them cheer and hate us yeah that's i see not, the difference that, yeah yeah that, that's not what yeah. we're talking about yeah bro. the nuance it's nuance isn't it it's nuance yeah it's under it's understanding yeah. it's controlling the crowd and, and 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 it's also we're teaching the crowd to come and just be the audience yeah. Instead of being part of the show. And another, and the last thing on this diatribe, I'm telling you, but a lot of that started getting lost per my father when we started disrespecting the ref, because here's the deal. My dad said, it doesn't matter. It's not what my dad said. It's what wrestling says. A good guy can always out wrestle skill wise with moves, a bad guy. Yeah, that's what makes him a bad guy. And the only thing that makes him a bad guy is he has to cheat to win or get into the offense. So you arm drag him, arm drag him, arm drag. Hey, ref, he's got my he's got my tights. He goes for the tights. He hits you with a punch that's illegal. Now you're down a little bit. Now he's got you. But, you know, as soon as you kind of come to, he goes to do a fancy move like hip toss. You reverse the hip toss. You drop kick him and you arm drag him again. You back on the arm and the people are like, yeah, ah, see the good guys better. Well, guess what? Like my dad said, as soon as we eliminate the police officer in the match, what does the thief matter? And he goes, yeah. and when the he goes in Eric, here's what's worse. And I saw it in my generation. Once the cop is gone, the thief becomes the hero. Mm. And the good guy becomes the wussy because he's not cheating. So you're an idiot. If he's cheating to beat you, then you need to become a better cheater. And I found it when I was wrestling TNA. When they unleashed me and let me be a bad guy, I was so good on the mic. Mm. And I was so good at what I did at that point. I became their number one talent. And Jeff Jarrett, Vince Russo were blown away going, you walk on water. You get cheered more than Lex and Sting. I mean, they're throwing out names that were amazing. And I didn't need to hear them. I heard the crowd reaction. Yeah. I was sad, though. Because I said, the only reason, guys, they're chanting me is because I am so disgusting 
and so good at verbally viscerating people and making yeah. fun of people, we have lost the referees. So that's kind of, you know, so, 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 so now can I, can you and me go in there and I say, let's do this and let's do this. And oh, I, I couldn't, you. but maybe someone else. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I'm, but I'm saying within reason, my point yeah. to you is if someone knows you as a good person and me as a bad or vice versa, you and me can do a storyline. We can throw in some fantastic moves. We can throw in some, what we call false finishes and false hope spots. And you're going to get a reaction. Yeah, are yeah. you telling, are you telling me that, these kids are able to do a ladder match like Shawn Michaels had, and Razor Ramon, or are they going to do a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and a Ric Flair or a Dusty Rhodes or a Cowboy Bill? I don't see it. The thing with the Shawn and Razor um, match for me, and I watched that back pretty recently, was that was a that was a ladder match. That was a fight that included a ladder, and the ladder match now is not, especially in multi-person. For, for you know, from my perspective, is the ladder match has become a spot fest. So like you do loads and loads and loads of spots, but you're not really fighting with the ladders. You're jumping off them, going through tables, et cetera. And that's the difference between, I think that the, the Sean and Razor one was perfection because it was, you know, in the confines of, a re- of what wrestling is, it was a fight, but you had a ladder in it. And it was all about getting up that fighting, 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 get up the ladder, fighting, 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 get up the ladder. And that isn't really what it is now. Uh, what I want to do, Eric, is I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because we'll, I know you're a little bit tight on time. So we'll wish you yeah, some yeah, of the best stuff. Um, yeah. Because I know you've got to shoot off at the top of the hour, haven't you? So, because um, you're a man yes, in demand. Quickly, what do you what do you watch um, now? What what do you keep up with? Is there any particular promotions that you like? Did you did WrestleMania cross your bowels at all last weekend? Were, were you yeah. as outraged as I was that Cody didn't win the title? You know, what what, okay. you, what what what's in your world at the moment? Here's my issue. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you can see the hair raised on my arm. Yeah, I don't think that I face this well, and I'm and I'm going to tell you why. I don't watch anything because I get too emotional and and my my booker the booking mechanism in my brain and the wrestling mechanism in my brain and the, then then my business consulting and all this goes into oh my gosh I think if they did this or this it could be better or I want to bring this new idea to Vince McMahon's product or AEW's product. And I've even flirted with, hey, do I reach out and say something? Because I could. The the issue with me is it is so hard to watch something I love so much. You're too close to it, you think. And not be involved. Yeah, I see. I can understand that. Yeah, I just watched the episode of Mid-South you sent me. Mm. And it was one of the coolest, most torturous things I've done Mm. in a year because I even forgot about that they were just now doing a school, the Universal Wrestling Federation school. And and then seeing my brother Joel's beautiful videos and how he was putting music to everything and and, and seeing so many of those people that I knew – um um in wrestling that 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 Pritchard you know Pritchard I was at WWE and I'm thinking to myself when I went to WWE Bruce Pritchard as big as he is at WWE did he see me as Eric Watts the little kid that was in the back putting up rings or did Mm -hmm. he see me by that time at WWE he's like his father was our competition squashing you, you know and 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 so I don't watch a lot of it because I get too involved emotionally, but it has brought me to the sense like, you know, maybe I need to dabble back in and try to sit back and enjoy it because I told someone last night I had a podcast and one of the coolest things 
about four or five years ago. Remember when Cody, you know, WWE is getting rid of Cody. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he wrote that longer now, actually. Yeah, a little bit longer, but yeah, yeah. It was around, yeah. And he wrote a letter. Yeah. And everyone said it would bury him. And this is what I said. Dusty Rhodes called me and DDP when when Cody was a sophomore, I believe, in high school. And he was a dead gum good wrestler. Mm. And the guy, but 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 they weren't looking for him to win state. But he upset and he actually beat the only one or two guys that beat him. I think to go to the finals of state that year. Wow. Okay. And and they were hoping that he would just place. Mm. I'm there. DDP's there. Dream is there. And we're watching this Cody kid. Now I knew Dustin, but I didn't know a lot about Cody. My dad would go occasionally, but I was hardly ever in town. My dad was only here for so long and him and dream would hang out. And it was the greatest stuff. I'd, I'd bring him beers and listen to stories. Greatest thing. Ever. Amazing. Yeah. My point to you is I watched, I said, this kid is a fighter. This kid, and then I think he won the next two years. I think he won state title two years. So I knew he was a fighter. I, I knew. Uh, when he wrote that letter, it was one of the most incredible things I've ever had happen. And I go, that's beautiful. People aren't going to understand what he's saying. He truly means every word that he that he appreciates everything. And he's glad that he has to go because he's got to go fine. He can't. He's not going to be who he needs to be at one federation. He's got to get out and learn and the struggle. And then what he did and the way he played. Now he's coming back. And they said by far at WrestleMania, he was probably the most over person at this last WrestleMania. Yeah, and they didn't what, they didn't pull the trigger. What but hold on. Yeah. What poetic yeah. justice. Yeah. Because yeah, that, yeah. That's, but, but let me tell you this. WWE and, and I love all wrestling. That's politics still. Yeah. That's still politics, right? He's not the right size. He's not this, but 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 I'll tell you this: he is a focused. He's focused on his finances. He's focused on his his health. He's not a partier. Okay, mm. put it this way: take Randy Orton, and let's say he never had any kind of off camera problems. Mm. What would Randy Orton be to this day? If Randy Orton never had any rehab issues and alcohol issues, and you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, anyone that anyone knows, right? Randy Orton, when I saw him, I said, this is one of the purest wrestlers that have come through. And I actually thought that Randy Orton would be the guy that would be challenging Ric Flair for how many world championships yeah. he won. Swear, yeah. swear to God. I thought he was the only one. Cody, I don't know how old he is now. And I don't 36 know how six or thirty-seven. I think he is. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Orton when he broke into WWE, he's like twenty-two. Well, it's twenty years actually. Bro. It's, it, I remember seeing him before WrestleMania nineteen. That's twenty years ago, and he was in. He was around that weekend. He was injured at the time, but he debuted by that point. Yeah. Could you imagine if he stay, stayed healthy? Yeah, yeah. If he yeah. stayed healthy, I'm saying mentally and physically all this time. So, what does Cody have? Because Cody and these people. That are doing the nutrition and the DDPY yogas and, and and the the hyperbaric chambers and the dunk tanks and all these beautiful things. He can if he wanted to easily. People don't get this. You're in your prime between 48 and 55. The good guys that stay in health are good to 60. Mm. Look at Sting, he's beyond it, right? Yeah, yeah. If Cody wanted to perform, think about this. Take Cody. And what if he turned around and said, I'm just now starting, I'm going to do 20 years. Well, yeah. 
And and so what happened at this WrestleMania won't matter, right? And, and well, I hope you're great. right about that, but I think there's a well, lot I'm of saying, upset we, people. We don't know, yeah. we don't know about injuries. We don't know, we don't know about yeah. injuries. We don't know about yeah. life changes. I mean, you know, that, that's the other thing that we don't see because these kids are on the road, man. I mean, I know what affected me, man, when I was going that, you know, through a major divorce and I got two kids at home and, and you know, so so I'm saying, I'm saying in the perfect world, right? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, because I mean, look, Tom Brady, the kid, the, the guy can still throw a ball. He can do everything. He took care of himself. Right. But yeah, yeah. But how many, but how many people, how many people do that? Yeah. It's, it's few and far between, isn't it? Right. We're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to go through these, we're going to go through the, the highlights of this April the 4th, 1987 um, episode of, of uh, the Universal Wrestling Productions, the last before the sale. One quick one I wanted to ask you, did, and I, and I don't want to, this, this sounds almost like a slightly harsh question and it's meant with the, in the best, best of ways but does it does it is it ever sort of niggled at you that eric watts wasn't able to perform under the uwf banner as a, as a wrestler never because I, I know your dad alluded that into in the book in terms of he was a bit concerned that you and micah might have been a bit disappointed about it but you know what but perhaps that you know perhaps that's his his view whereas you were probably having the time of your life at college soon after this weren't well, you, i guess for, 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 first things first first things first that shows you the disconnect mm. that he had because at the time he wrote that book, he'd already been divorced, remarried. And, and, and he was also, I think, cause I've never read the book. I mm. heard that there's like a chapter saying, Eric, you know, I love him so much. And he, you know, and, and, and certain things. So, so what I'm trying to say is for him to think into my brother, Joel, was pissed yeah he went to <laughs> okay. the after name yeah well not, not only that is yeah. is my dad when he sold he had a clause that joel had to stay with the product for two years and i think he i think he had already negotiated his pay and everything right and okay. joel, and joel and joel took that as who do you think i am mm. i'm supposed to be the heir to owning this you sell it to Crockett and I'm part of it. So basically you're treating me like, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, like I heard it and I kind of saw it. I'm thinking, Joel, you're, you know, slow down, bro. Micah. I don't know. I don't know how Micah felt. I know how I was raised and my mom. And, and if wrestling was there, it would have been there. But even if wrestling was there, it would have had to been something I wanted to be a part of, which if, if Mid-South and Universal Wrestling Federation had made it, I would 100% after I went to college, if I did not go to pro football, would I have dabbled in it knowing that I could come in from a business area? And yes, would I ended up performing in the ring? Absolutely. Yeah. Did, did it bother me one bit that he decided to sell it? It was his to sell. What a, I think that's a really positive because I don't think ever, all, all children of people in that situation would take that attitude. So I think that's a really positive attitude to have. Most of the kids wouldn't. You know why? Yeah. Most, most of the kids weren't raised by a mother uh, and a father that, you know, my father said, I, I, listen, I made this. Yeah. You didn't. You know, that's one of my favorite things. I don't know if you've seen it. Shaquille O'Neal, right? You know, you know about Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, yeah. He said in an interview just two years ago, he said, or no, a year ago, on 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 a broadcast, NBA, he's he's calling games. He goes, you know what? 
because my kids are sitting me down and we're talking. And then this guy's hilarious anyway. But but listen, this is the way he this is the way he is. Because my kid said, Daddy, he goes, Man, are we rich? He goes, No, no, no. Mm. You all aren't rich. I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, my 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 dad said, I'm building this. You guys go figure out what you're going to do. This is mine. So, and that's not a jerk thing. I think too many kids that were never pushed to graduate and to go to college and to build businesses and do things, they feel like it's owed to them. Or people, you know, I'm I feel sad for people that J. Paul Getty's family that just keeps on inheriting billions and inheriting, and there's a succession of who's going to be CEO and CFO, who gives a shit? You're all billionaires, right? Yeah. But now they're they're fighting over something they never did or didn't do. So, and I saw it in the wrestling business. I did. I saw families upset. Daddy sold out. Didn't come on, guys. What are we doing? Yeah, and no, I you think know? that's re- really positive. Well, let's we'll, we'll go through some of the highlights of this. So we we had a altercation in Houston between Gary Young and Chavo. Gary Young had a great look, and he uh, he basically turned on his friend Chavo. But I thought this was this is really good stuff, and they would. Basically, they, had, they, had, they were going to have a match for a 39,000 check that Chavo wanted to split with his friend. But Gary was like, no, 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 we'll, we'll wrestle for it. He got beat. And, and th- 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 there's a little joke in there, right? Which back in that day, back in that day, they could probably get away with. But, and and so, put it this way. Did you listen to 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 that? It was a 39,000 oh. and... And what did Chavo split it? Oh, okay. I didn't get that. So he he didn't do the maths right, did he? So he was going to split 19. I'll give you 19 and I take 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Listen, listen, listen. It's even better because after the match, he's talking about how his great friend has been to his house, stabbed him in the back. When you go back and replay it, he goes, and I offered him 18. 19,000. So, like, either he was so bad at math that he couldn't figure it to put yeah. the, the thing out, or was he trying to play on the stereotype that maybe, you know, he's bad with numbers? I but don't I was know. Just, I, I thought because when he said 19, I went back in my notes and changed the amount to 38. Then they said 39. So, that, well, yeah, who knows? But that, that was an interesting part. It was priceless. I thought Gary Young had a great look in. I thought he was really good on the interview afterwards that he did, but I don't know much about him after this. Fantastic. At all. That, that that's the thing. My dad would find these workers yeah. that were off. The, the, there's so many guys that you would go who or what, but in that territory, that's what made his territory. He did not just find stars. You can't make a star unless you've got athletes that can pull off their role. Right. Like, like, like every once in a while he'd have someone on my like, dad, this guy's amazing. He goes, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was, so he was around in, I'm not sure. So he worked in Detroit office and then what he went to world-class in 88 and also Memphis. So he, he was around until sort of the, sort of the mid nineties. So he's obviously had, you know, a, a, a uh, career after this. Definitely. George, yeah. George Weingroff. I yeah. Mean, George Weingroff was back since the first time since 1984 mid South is the last time. Yeah. You know what so, we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, but, I, but, but, but remember what I said, there's 23 territories. So what would happen is if you came in, You'd run a year or two years with us. And mm. then my dad would call up maybe Ganya and say, hey, take him for two years. Graham, take him for two years. Von Eric, for taking for two years. You might have come in as an entry-level guy that got beat up. 
Yeah. And then you then. okay, so you go over to this one. You're still entry level, but you win a few. Then then by that two years, you're actually entry level. It's beating some guys. And then by the time you get over here, you're you're kind of mid card. And over here, you may be semi main event. When my dad brings you back now, he's got a guy semi main or main that he's going to bring in before intermission. And he's going to grow him to main event. So that's how it happened. With loads of experience, working loads of different people loads of and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, the next, this next one, then it was a tag team title match between Sting and Iceman King Parsons versus uh, challenging Chris Adams and Terry Taylor. Now, Eric, I thought something was going to happen in this because I've got a sneaking suspicion that one of the uh, ba- uh, babyface hero tag team is going to maybe turn to the dark side. And I thought this was going to happen. So the story was that Terry Taylor had had, had travel problems and he couldn't turn up for yeah. the match. Chris Adams was defending by himself. And Adams, um, you know, I, 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 Adams was gone from the UK before I was watching, and I, I hadn't. We only really got WWF here until the early nineties when we got WCW, so I hadn't seen a lot of his stuff. But I thought this was really good. And Terry came out at the end, and basically rescued it in, in his in his kind of dress clothes. But right. did you did you get did you get where I was? Thought? I wonder whether this might be Terry Taylor visiting the dark side at the end here, because I wonder whether it was all set up. And I think that is coming, isn't it? Well. A, I can't say that or not, or we'd be giving it away. <laughs> but, 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 you know, this is what I dug, right? It was the way my dad had traveled and seen so much, and then his mind was so creative. He he was always putting in something to kind of stumble, stumble. Yeah. Because here's the beauty of it: if it's too easy for you to figure out. Now, here's here. Let me ask you really quick. Because I, I do have to uh, be out of here in like five, ten minutes. But let, let me give it to you this. Isn't the beauty is you kind of think you know where it's going to go? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, will, yeah. You be, will, you, will you be upset as a fan either way? No, because I think because so, so, there's a lot of stuff about predictability. So sometimes the best story, like romantic comedies, where, you know, you go and watch the story. The guy and the girl are getting together at the end. But that's okay because you don't, you enjoy the ride, don't you? And I think that's what a lot of wrestling is about, enjoying the ride and being to, invested in what the characters do. Yeah. To, to this day, and I want to ask my dad, and, and and I'm sorry, let me say this one thing. Mm. It was re- – okay, so, so we put up rings on the weekends, right? Us kids. We ran Tulsa and Oklahoma City on the same day. Mm. So Oklahoma started at, at, at like one because of church. It ended like four or five, right? Or whatever, four, right? Oklahoma started at seven. Mm. So then if something went crazy over here at four, Oklahoma's an hour drive. Yeah. So yeah. not every so, so sometimes the guys had to leave early, so they had matches. There was legit a fair at the Oklahoma City at the time. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you see the episode? What, what was it? Hacksaw Jim Duggan or someone got, put himself in a bear outfit? Uh, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, that's a while ago, a while back now. Yeah, yeah. No, see, that's what I want to ask my dad. Like, Dad, that was the craziest, some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Was that pre-thought? Or did you show up and go, you know what? I'm going to throw the fans off. I'm yeah. Gonna... <laughs> right? So so I I love going to movies knowing that I know how it's going to end yeah. and get yeah. swerved. Yeah. I love it. Oh, Swear okay. Do you know what one of my favorite episodes was? And your brother Joel was really heavily involved in this. Was it was the best dressed man competition between Hacksaw and Ted DiBiase, and they had yeah. the machine measuring the crowd. It was. I, I know people talk about the Ric Flair and DiBiase when DiBiase turned face, and right. that's one of the best. That's when I had your dad on. Actually, we talked about that on the on the show. But that best dressed man competition, blimey! And I think that's the thing about these these shows. Like I've watched 
wrestling for 35 years and I've watched a lot of bad wrestling. Believe me, I've watched bad oh, wrestling. Really? I've watched yeah. a lot of, you know, uh, WWF in the mid-90s when it wasn't so good before Attitude Era. I've watched a lot of bad WCW in the 2000s. I've watched the bad WWE after that. This stuff, especially, you know, the Mid-South and, and, and the UWF stuff, the UWF stuff really reminds me of uh, the early days of Nitro, which was, crikey, what, 10 years after this? When, when it was right. an hour and it was... 100 miles an hour and every everyone had a story and you knew everyone and everyone was over and everyone was cheered and like this is this is you 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 pop a wwf superstars in from this time and i've watched some of that stuff all american wrestling from 1986 and the crowd's not into it they've all been there for eight hours and they don't care about anyone and and it's all really short matches and there's no intrigue and there's no angles this is you can see why people look at this stuff like on that was it wpix i think it was on in new york and this it resonated with so many people and it was always you read the wrestling observer from this time and dave melts is talking about how good this tv is all the time and how the creative is so good so you can see why it resonated it's just it's just unfortunate that the various pieces of the puzzle couldn't quite connect at the right time to get this going forward he was was a wrestler he was a promoter but he was a coach yeah yeah so 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 you would see him in the back of the locker room and back then you didn't do baby faces heels right they were separate and he would be breaking down a match and breaking down a move and he would be screaming and yelling like a football co- just i mean sometimes you thought you, he was gonna tear some people's heads off there's a few times he gave a few people shots mm-hmm. and i thought knocked him out and he goes your your selling was so bad and just i mean he would knock the shit out of him and he was such a bad no one wanted to fight him back necessarily. Mm-hmm. And people, and he goes, do you see if you would just act like that was the shot? Well, well, but that hurt. He goes, so does someone have to hurt you for you to remember how to be that way? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And then, and then here's an old school one. My dad would do this occasionally. You, you 12, 15 minutes. Ask the referee who wins at the 13 minute mark. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. now you've got to go have a match. Well, you can't look make that guy look like crap because what if he's going to beat you? And da, da, da. And so boom, boom, boom. And then 13 minutes in. Okay, guys, go home. Uh, so and so, you're going over. Yeah. Well, I didn't just because I never had anything honest. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. honest. So then you yeah. know that people are supposed. You know that whichever side's going, they're, you've got to keep that person strong. So I'm going to let you go. But before before we go. T- some final, some final words on as we come. I'm, I'm carrying on for the episodes after Crockett for the rest of this year. Um, but for some final words for fans of Mid South and UWF um, from you, because it's been so great getting you on the show a few times. Obviously, your dad on. It's just so nice to hear from people that were around. A lot of our listeners are from from you know from the states where strongholds were. Yeah, yeah. Some final thoughts from you about this, you know, this time and this promotion. Man, you know, you know the a few things that I will always remember. You know, I, I was I was talking to Micah, and Mike, I was like, Micah, why why did why did the um why did the availability of the UWF get sporadic towards the end? He goes, well, let me tell you why. Because we were already in negotiations with Crockett. It was already hmm. set that he was going to buy it. So then Crockett was borrowing some of our three inch reels to make highlights. So that so that he could start promoting things on his territory, 
but no one was making sure that he sent the reels back. Yeah, there's quite a lot missing after the start of 86, isn't there? Yeah. That's right. So so, so, so that's so that's sad, right? That's sad. But, uh, you know, and it's sad that it ended. But I got to be honest with you. It's almost like Elvis or something, right? What would Elvis be if he was alive today? And 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 so you've got to put things in perspective. Mid-South is incredible. And I wish more people could go back and reminisce. And maybe, maybe with your podcast, because I even thought about this with my kids, you may be the perfect thing. Instead of me trying to drudge up the tapes and all this, I could say, hey, here's the podcast, watch them in succession, right? To kind of see some of this. And 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 so the nostalgia and everything's awesome. I I I hurt because I get stuff all the time. People going, there's nothing like it. And, and my grandpa, I, I wish, you know, one day I wish I could send you some of the things that come across on Facebook. Yeah. And and like this one guy sent six voicemails instead of typing. And and he was saying to me, I don't know, sir, if this is you, Mr. Watts, Eric Watson, are you the son? But but the thrill, he goes, I'm 52. I'm about your same age. And, and, and my grandfather, and we were country and we were growers. He goes, but on this certain day at 12 o'clock, all crops stopped. And, and, and you do it. Or if you go back to New Orleans or you go back to Tulsa or you go back to these areas and people said, this is what got us away from everything. It is sad but so uh, cool at the same time. Of course, I wish that, you know, that, 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 that it didn't happen and everything's going. And, but I, I, I'm not wishing that I was Shane McMahon because I, I, I'm not saying that I want it because I'm a billionaire. Mm. I'm saying that I really wish I would have seen this to where it would be, but because I know how it affected the fans. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Not the money and not the money, not the money, you know, but it's, it's kind of easy for me to say, cause I, I don't ever go needing things in my life because the way I was raised is, is I, I, I do well, you know, yeah. I do well for myself, but it, it, when you're talking about the fact of how much I love pro wrestling, the history of pro wrestling, uh, remember this, I'm a father. All my meals were paid via my father wrestling. My kids are great. I would say a lot of their meals were paid due to the what I made pro wrestling, mm. right? I see how it affected me, though. That's a father. I have wrestled. I have promoted for promoters. Mm. And I am the biggest, I, I am one of pro wrestling's biggest marks. So, so I can honestly tell you that I feel every gamut of the industry. And so, yes, I wish I could have seen that engine keep on chug to see what it would have done because as a fan, I just love the mystique. I love the thought process. I love the storylines. I love how Bill Watts had a crew to keep us guessing. Yeah, And I loved it. And I also love that he had that old school athlete, keep it real, keep it this and keep people guessing and, and I also love what a lot of people don't talk about is why do you think the Russians came? We're in a cold war, right? Yeah, yeah. My, my, my dad would take political issues. Uh, he would take, he would take situations. It, listen, my dad was in Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas. Those are some of these territories. My father promoted the first black champion. That sounds pretty heroic. Okay. His other towns are Oklahoma, Georgia, Texas, and all that. So you can talk about all the hero, but my dad's best friend was Ernie the Cat Lad as well. Yeah. So yeah. my dad took racial divides 
And he burst, he burst that barrier and stuck it in everyone's face, not to piss anyone off, to get emotion. And and so that that's you know, my dad with the Russians, with the this, the the black, white, green, yellow. My dad was the the first guy that I know that was really bringing over the the guys from Mexico, Chavo mm. and Hector and all those guys. So my dad knew that the way to someone's heart is to play, not play, but but, but challenge your emotions so that yeah. you can love, you can love, you can cry, you can hate, you can cheer, just like you do in your normal life. And I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it on TV or I'm going to do it at a local event near you. Come enjoy it. Get away from real life for a second and let us take you away. And and that's my friend I miss. Um, but it's going to go on. Right. People are going to forget is. about it. But, but, yeah. but it, you know, it's, it's 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 the Barnum and Bailey Circus on a huge, huge level. But I'll tell you what I think helps is these guys transitioning to the movies. Hmm. I know people right now. I know young kids that don't know that The Rock. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? They don't know he wrestled. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I find that blows my mind. But yeah, it's true. It's true. But I think with regards to the Mid-South and UWF, thanks to YouTube, thanks to WWE Network or Peacock in the States, this this incredible thing that your family um, produced and created will live forever. And I'm I'm grateful that I've got a chance to just pure chance start this podcast in, in 2019, just before the pandemic. I've got to watch years of this stuff and hopefully brought it to some, you know, my nephew who's, you know, what, 15 years younger than me, he's watched a load of it. So uh, it's, right. it's lots of lots of people. This this podcast has been heard on four continents now. So, um, you know, we're sticking at it to the end. But Eric, I can't thank you enough. Give your dad my my best um, next time you speak to him. And I, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 I'm sure we'll catch up. If you ever, ever in London, the beers are on me. So just, just, just let me know. I, listen, I, I've got that bucket list going. So I will be in London, uh, you know, in the next few years. And I will, you know, the flights are expensive. So I will need a free beer. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's on me. Eric, thank you. Thank you all for listening. We'll yeah. speak to you again soon. Bless. Bye-bye. A quick plea from me, if you've enjoyed the show, please head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you've listened to this and leave us a rating. We really enjoy a five-star review at Pro Wrestling Moments and it helps other people find the shows. Also, if this is the first time you've ever listened to the podcast, we've got an archive with loads of incredible stuff if I do say so myself we've got every single episode of Mid-South Television that's available from October 1983 right the way through to April 1987 we've got 14 different episodes of This Month in Wrestling History we've got AEW pay-per-view reviews we've got WWE pay-per-view reviews I'm not going to re-edit that I'll do it again because it's doing so well so check out the archives thank you all for listening and we shall speak to you all again very very soon Hello everybody, I am Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express, and if you would like to purchase some merchandise from World's Number One Mid-South Wrestling Podcast, check it out, all the products. That's on redbubble.com, people, Mid-South Moments. They have everything from t-shirts, phone cases, mugs. Remember now, redbubble.com, people, Mid-South Moments. Thanks very much, Ricky. And that link again is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash mid south moments.